If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pull back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you'll discover top resources for selling strategies, powerful tips, and best practices to open your mind and performance to the next level. You can double your sales too. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Welcome back to Double Your Sales Now. So excited because today we are going to talk about how to hit seven figures without selling your soul. So let me tell you about Jennifer and why, why I'm so excited about this conversation today. She is the founder of the Premier Training School for Conscious Entrepreneurs, like all of you. And um, she's a global authority on soul purpose, conscious business in the energy of money. I just love that. She's acclaimed host of the Seven Figure Club podcast, a sought after media personality and speaker, and a best-selling author. For almost 20 years, she has conducted over 30,000 life-changing soul purpose sessions, including the who's who of actors, professional athletes, CEOs of leading companies, and other influential luminaries. And she's trained thousands of souls in her programs from over 100 countries. When she's not running her soulful empire and playing adult monopoly with her various investments, you can find her exploring crystals and making essential oil blends with her son, enjoying out-of-the-box adventures with her husband, and breathing in fresh air with her fur baby on long hikes. And if you're ready to take the business to the next level, she's going to tell you at the very end how you can do that and how you can learn more. So stay tuned. Let's dive in. Jennifer, I'm just, I'm super excited to start with your story. Tell us like where, how did you get into the space? What do you love about it? Tell us a little bit about the story. Well, first of all, thank you for having me and your sales camp sounds amazing. So I think we'll have to talk about that after. Sure. Uh, I just, I love that you're talking about that because sales are, are the, heartbeat of our business and we tend to avoid them like the plague even if we say we don't right there's always room to grow and evolve with that so uh, back to my story uh, I grew up in a very woo household I I won't go into too much detail I think I probably go into that in the freebie that I have but suffice it to say I went out in the real world and went oh people are weirded out by me I know things and I don't realize I know things that they don't know yet so I'm making them feel really nervous around me. How can I dull my light? How can I, you know, make my face more animated? How can I, you know, um, beha misbehave at school with them so I can fit in? Because boy, am I ever standing out and this is not comfortable. And even when I started my business, so I worked in forensics, I did forensic investigations, I investigated crimes against children, and I'm not going to share the stories with you because you will get vicarious trauma. 
but I studied a lot about human behavior and patterns and so on. And so that's actually been really cool in my work as a business owner, because of course, talking to so many people, I started to see some commonalities, especially about money, which we'll get into in a little bit. But um, I had a public service mindset. I went to university. I'd always had jobs where I was in servitude. I had just enough to pay my bills every month or not quite enough to pay my bills every month. And I woke up in my mid-20s and I said, oh, my goodness, if I can't retire until I'm 65 and I'm dying, like I literally felt like the life was being sucked out of me, living for weekends, waking up Monday morning, I call it Monday morning dread, you know, can I hit this news button? If I keep hitting this news button, I'm either going to have to just get out of bed and go, or I'm going to have to call in sick. And when was the last time I called in sick? And what was the excuse I used? And like, I could go on and on about it, right? So, um, so if anyone's listening, and you you get that where you're living for the weekends, essentially, like, that's not a nice place to be. And at the same time, I knew I needed to do this business in, in the healing arts. But I didn't know how to do it. I had to start going to networking events and learn what this alien speak was. It literally felt like learning a new language. And, uh, and I started to see that, oh, there's Reiki masters that have a business. There's, you know, Feng Shui people, there's, you know, whatever. Right. And they're making money and they're actually supporting themselves. And I was still in the mindset of, oh, I just need enough to support myself Mm -hmm. because that's the public service mindset. Right. Yeah. But uh, at least I saw models of what was possible. So I eventually took the leap and that leap is never easy. I don't think it's easy for any of us, regardless of how much cushioning we put in, because it's really more of a statement of I'm willing to commit to my purpose and be in service and let my purpose flow through my business as opposed to will people like me and so on. It's really, it, it feels risky <clears throat> because we yeah. also need to know that the universe has our back, right? Because we're being an extension of the universe and touching other people. So I took that leap. And, uh, and so here we are so 16 years later, full time and 24 of those years, I was living on the down low because I didn't want to bring, you know, shame to the, to the organizations I was working in being as woo as I was. And, and um, you know, like having yeah. it be a problem <laughs> a little tongue tied there, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's so much that I want to unpack there. And so I want to go back. Um, when you, so when you first launched the business, I, it feels like you were coming out of hiding. Like it had, and I think for all the healers who are listening all over and those, uh, those of us who don't call ourselves healers, but tend to be very intuitive and are here to, you know, help people. Like, how did you make that leap? And how did you, like, what did you have to tell yourself or what did you have to do? Or did you hire coaches and mentors to kind of move through that? So you weren't afraid to say, look, this is who I am. This is how I help. I wish that I knew. I tell people this all the time. I did, it did not even occur to me for the first five years to hire anyone. I didn't even know it was available. Should I have known it was available? Sure. Makes sense. Every single person I talk to that says, what would you have done differently when you start your business? Every single person says, hire a mentor right away because they shave years off your journey. I would have been, and I I don't regret anything. Don't get me wrong. And maybe I wouldn't have been ready for the level of success I could have called in right way back then. But I do, I do have to think that it would have added way more flow and ease and income to my business way sooner. I had no problem investing in my craft, which I think most of us are willing to do. Right. So I was taking all kinds of energy classes and I I had no problem investing in that. So it wasn't a matter of investing in myself. Yeah. But it was still a servitude mindset because I was still trying to sharpen the saw when what I really needed to do 
was to learn how to expand the container that I was serving from. Mm. So when I realized that, and I didn't even know it right away, mm-hmm. I actually got approached, it's a random thing, but I got approached by this woman and she wanted to do a joint, she wanted me to do a joint venture with this coach she was representing. And I didn't even know what a joint venture was. I wasn't even online. I had a website. We've all been there. What's a person. joint venture? Yeah. 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 I'm like joint venture. So you want me. <laughs> to give you all of my wisdom for free and all of your community and you're going to take like I didn't understand right I was offended I was like well, that's what an energy vampire oh right <laughs> and uh but something in me said go on the sales page which I didn't even know that was what it was called and I'm like oh my god she is describing me to a T I love what I do but I don't love what I do anymore I'm burnt out I'm not having the same kind of flow in my business as I need to and I know there's more for me. I know this can be easier. So I signed up for her business boot camp. This was, you know, I don't know, 12 years ago or something like that. And uh, total game changer for me. So I ended up hiring her privately. I had $17,000 in my bank account in my savings. That's, that was my only cushion. And guess how much that coach was? $17,000-ish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I pooped my pants, right? Like, I feel like... I'm a big believer. (laughs) Totally. I think that I call it the gulp factor. If you're not investing enough to make you gulp, you're not going to have the change that you want to have. You need something that forces you to go, okay, I'm either all in or I'm not. And that's our biggest thing as entrepreneurs. We're either committed or we're not. And I don't mean that in a, you know, like black and white sort of way, but more just like, the biggest thing that we struggle with as entrepreneurs or one of the biggest things is that we're not all in. We have a backup plan and we have, you know, we don't fully commit to the strategy that we say we're going to execute. And then on top of that, the second thing is we're not consistent with it. So really all the money does is forces us to say, okay, am I willing to take a stand for my dreams? Am I willing to be a steward for my business? Am I willing to accelerate my results and have things be easy instead of hard and am I willing to do things that are uncomfortable because the result and the contribution is greater than my little itsy bitsy five minutes of woe is me. This is uncomfortable. I don't like, you know, being uncomfortable. Right. And so I was all in, but boy, did I ever poop my pants and, and that investment <laughs> literally, cause I was already making six figures. If you can imagine yeah, way back imagine. Then, from doing speaking gigs and hustling and doing all the things. Right. So wasn't, I was making good money even before I came online and even before I knew what a freebie was, but uh, it was hard work and I knew that wasn't sustainable. I had the exact same feelings at that time in my business as I did when I left forensics and I, and I thought that would never, it was like a hiccup, right? I just, I didn't expect it. So I instantly uh, made about 400K. I made 250K from one email to a list of 650 people, my open rate not that I would have known it then was about 50%. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and then the other 150 came in kind of with a few additional emails and phone calls, right? Call up sales calls. And then I took a group to Sedona. Sedona is a very magical place for me. And I held a retreat and uh, we tend to think that we can't sell to people when they're in a room and they've paid for us. But actually if they've already bought from us, they're, they're already there because they want to buy more from us. Yeah, and so sure. from that event, uh, on top of what I made from the actual retreat, I ha- in upsells, I made about 500 K. So that year, that $17,000 turned into a seven figure year for me. 
Wow. Right. And it still pays for itself. I still have the inner shift that from oh. that investment. I still have a lot of the colleagues that I was playing with at that time where we do joint ventures. A lot of them ended up becoming clients of mine. So I couldn't even tell you the value of that investment. It's so good. Well, I just want to highlight a couple of points because I think this is so important. And, you know, I'm sure between the two of us, you know, we've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars investing in coaches and mentors because we know the power of that. For me, it's like, I think it was like a hack. Like I want to go from here to here and I want to go there really quickly. Yeah. So who can help me get there? Who has that experience? Who can just pull me quickly? And so, and what we see in our business and what we try to help clients understand, and this is a, like some people will think, is that a sales technique? No, it's like the truth, but it's hard to convey this. Like two things. One, you cannot ask for people to invest at, in your business if you don't invest in yourself, especially if you have a coaching or service-based business at a certain level. Like if you're not willing to do it yourself, there's just something in you. Like it's just really hard to ask other people to do that. And then second, the money for programs will never show up until you make the decision. I mean, you had to make the decision that you were willing to risk it, but the, the perfect amount of money was there. The money will always be there once you decide, right? But mm -hmm. like, until you decide, it's like it can't show up. And it's such a tricky thing to explain. But once you've lived into that, you see it. And I agree with you. Like every time I've invested in a program, minimum 10 times return very quickly, a lot of times much more than that. And years later, another piece, like you said, you don't know who you're going to meet because of that mentor or that coach and those connections. And I can tell you, I mean, how was that? like 2009, so 10, more than 10 years ago, there are people that I met through a certain program. Three of them are working for me today. And some of them showed up, you know, years later, but I remember thinking it'd be so great if I could work with them someday or have them on my team. So it's just, it truly is invaluable. And so I'm glad, I'm so glad you shared that. So going back, Jennifer, like when you first launched your business, we always talk about limiting beliefs on this show and you were in service, right? You're in a service-based business. Um, and you made this huge quantum leap from six figures to seven figures in a, in a year, it sounds like a relatively short amount of time. Mm -hmm. So what limiting belief did your coach help you change? Or did you change yourself to be able to go from here to that seven figure mark that fast? I had to match my offers with my business model. So I was charging $125 for an Akashic record reading, which is basically a sole purpose reading and people don't know what that is. Yeah. And I was always busy. I was, I, I, I always had a waiting list, right? Great problem to have, except it's not when you're literally selling your time and there's only so much time you can sell. And there were a lot of things being compromised and I wasn't working on my business because I was constantly working in my business. So yes, I was probably like 90, 95% referral based, um, but I didn't have consistent income in the sense that if I needed to take time away or if it was just a slow month, if everyone decided they were going on vacation for July, well, because I didn't view, I was, I was still showing up like a freelancer, mm -hmm. right? Oh, I was still showing up as someone that was just getting paid to do the thing, right? I didn't even view myself as a CEO. So not that they taught me that, but I think I really just learned, like I learned to plan 12 to 18 months in advance. And, and then I learned what kind of marketing would need to support those kind of programs and where else I would showcase that and how to, how to spread my message out there. But the biggest leap I made in my business in order for me to even make six figures, because I didn't focus on the money. I focused on how many people can I help? And I was, I felt so grateful that I got to make money doing what I loved. And I know this sounds corny, but it's really 100% true. 
I was so grateful that I got to do work that I loved and finally be myself and speak my language and help other people feel safe enough to speak their language. But it wasn't until 10 months in when I had to go to the bank that I saw that money in the bank account, which I, because I still to this day live well below my means. I was like, oh my goodness. And that was uncomfortable for me. That was really uncomfortable for me because I didn't know how to keep money. I knew how to have just enough to get by. That was the biggest mindset shift I had to, had to let go of, even when I went from six to seven figures. I still had to learn to be okay letting money grow, like turning my bank account into a garden and letting it grow, not feeling this instant need to spend it. I wasn't spending it on silly things even, right? But I think we can find ways for our car to break or our computer to explode or you know, just things to happen when we don't feel comfortable hanging on to money. So I had to heal my relationship with money. I had to heal my servitude because my servitude was still making me feel broke inside. I was burnt out. I had, I wouldn't have known it then, but I had massive adrenal fatigue. If I wasn't, you know, if someone called me and said, but I really need to talk to you about this guy that I met. I, you have to drop everything. You don't understand, right? Like, I know how ridiculous that sounds now, but I'm like, well, my clients need me. Oh my God. Well, I guess I just won't have lunch today. Or I guess I just won't go to the gym today because they need me. Well, there's, I've learned <laughs> that there's nothing 911 about, you know, anything that any of us are doing. And if something's truly 911, they really should be calling 911. But a lot of us tend to treat the work that we do as being more important than it is. I'm not saying it's not valuable or that, it isn't important, but it's not, it's not crisis worthy, right? Like it's like, we don't need to be putting out fires all the time because I was doing one-off sessions. I, uh, I was, so this is a paradigm shifter for everyone. This is a big deal. <laughs> is I love working with people that have a growth mindset that are just constantly investing in themselves and they're coming for sessions because they want to keep getting better as people, not because they need me, but guess what? I was creating the very thing I didn't like. I said that needy clients were annoying, but I kept saying, call me when you need me. Because I didn't want people to think I was the shady psychic that was constantly trying to gouge them for money. So I never wanted to tell them, even though it was of high service to them, to say, actually, I think that we probably need to do, you know, a session every week for the next 10 weeks. I didn't want it to be misinterpreted. So I would say, well, call me when you need me. So I taught them that unless you have a needy thing going on, you cannot call Jennifer. Wow. Yeah. And then I would get irritated when they'd call me being needy. <laughs> I wouldn't get irritated with them, but I'd be like, oh my God, guys, like we've got to move beyond this crisis. But I was teaching them totally inadvertently. I, I had no intention of creating that. And I totally own that. And, I, and when I had that awareness, I chuckled so hard because, of course, right? They didn't want to bother me. They didn't think they had permission to contact me for any other reason than when there was a fire. Wow. But so many of us do that. And we, you know, I see this all the time on social media. I want committed clients. I want my soulmate clients. Well, what does that look like? And does your business model and do your offers and do the pricing of your offers actually contribute to that or repel it? And, uh, and so I had to switch into a package model, right? Like, mm -hmm. that's great. You only want to spend $100 a month. Well, then here's my group program for you. But if you actually want my attention and me taking time away from all of the other things I could be doing with my time and focusing it solely on you and 
making you the center of attention for an hour, that has to come at a premium because I could actually be making $100,000 in sales during that one hour that I'm on the phone with someone. So it's not to say that they're not worthy of it. It's just to to put into perspective how valuable that time is. So I like to work with people that recognize my time is valuable. And to put boundaries around that, which I know you talk about. And so your limiting belief, it sounds like back then, was, was about not wanting people to think you were a pushy psychic or a psychic who need was going to just take their money. And, you know, so there yeah. that was, and I, I know there's people who can really relate to that, who listen, you know, and whether it's being pushy or I don't want to be needy or greedy. And yet people miss out on so much by buying one session a month at a time, right. Versus someone investing with you and diving into a package. And I'm sure the transformation is just beyond that. So, so then you move to, so what would you say your new belief is now about being willing to have higher price packages that serve at a higher level? Like, what do you believe about that now? I think because I've invested like you, like last year, I think I probably invested about 200 K in myself and my business. Fun. Not, not, not support staff, but right. in me you. in some capacity. Right. Yeah. And, and actually that doesn't even include like the self-care and stuff, but just, you know, kind of more obvious ROI stuff for the business. And for me as a CEO. Um, so because I've invested in myself a lot <clears throat> and I've invested in very high ticket programs and masterminds and so on. Um, I just know the gift of that. And so I kind of show up with that energy of, oh, what a gift you're giving yourself. Mm. This is you stepping into having a conversation with you. This is you meeting with your inner CEO and I'm holding space. And yes, I'm going to guide you. And yes, I'm going to show you your blind spots. And yes, I'm going to propose alternate strategies. Yes, I'm going to help you raise your rates. Yes, I'm going to help you come up with more sophisticated strategic partnerships and all the things. It's such a gift to have someone hold space for you especially, and in, in fact, to your point around investing in ourselves, aside from investing in ourselves, if we're always pouring into other people and we're never allowing other people to pour into us, then we actually will slow down our client attraction because the reservoir is empty. We can do all kinds of quick fixes to make, us, make ourselves feel more energized, but if, if we're literally not filling the cup constantly and learning how to be led instead of always being the leader, because being the leader is a comfort zone, right? There's a safety in always being the leader and not being the student. If we can allow ourselves to be led and be the student, we actually offer way more value, I think, to our clients. And, um, and we see things that we just wouldn't see otherwise. And as you know, because I know you've invested in yourself, we hear people complain about, oh, this coach didn't do this for me, or this program didn't give me what I need. And I'm a big proponent that, in fact, you always get what you need from any mentor, any program you sign up for, it's just never, ever, ever going to come in the package you expect ever. Right. You'll get exactly what you need, but it right. never it delivered the reason. way you thought. Yeah. It showed up for a reason. You paid them money for a reason and you got exactly probably what you needed, even if it wasn't what you thought. And sometimes that's in yeah. the form of like what you wouldn't do in a program or, I mean, who, who knows what that lesson is, but that you get, you get exactly, I so agree with that. And it does that, that space drives you crazy. So I want to go back. So I, I want to like, you, you nailed it. Like, <laughs> oh, what a gift you are giving yourself. So people, everyone who's listening, write that down. You know, when someone invests uh-huh. in themselves, that is a gift that they're giving themselves and it's a great way to frame it. So, all right. Seven figures, six figures to seven figures. That's what we're talking about. And, and you did it in such a soulful, beautiful way. Jennifer, would you share, when you think back, what are the top two strategies 
sales strategies that you used. Of course, there was all the mindset, like you had to, like there, we, did, we cannot underestimate the amount of work you did on the mindset side. And then what are the top two strategies that worked well in that time to help you get there? Yeah, the, the outer strategies, and, and I'm sure people are listening and they've had success with different tactics. I've just learned that without a solid business foundation, all the tactics in the world don't matter. You can do the webinar thing with the Facebook ads and not get sales. Because if that tactic is not aligned to you, it's not going to work. You can do all the LinkedIn blasting and spammy nonsense. And everyone's going to tell you, oh, I, I close high ticker ticket, you know, whatever. Well, okay, but if it's not aligned, it's not aligned. So I just learned with me, I've hired sales teams. I've, I've um, tried various things that felt aligned. And yeah. my greatest converters from an, from an outer tactic perspective is organic outreach. Mm -hmm. I get so much business from Facebook being me. Mm. You're not going to see pictures of me on Facebook very rarely. I'm not showy. It's my background. My training says it's always about the client. It's not about you. And in fact, I would be wary of coaches that are always making it all about them and are selfieing the crap out of their social media all the time. What I hear from that as a, as a potential client is it's all about that person. And where is there room for me when I hire them and I need them to make it all about me? Yeah. If they're constantly making it all about them. That's my perspective. Sure. I'm all for branding, right? But I'm talking about people that right. are way too... <laughs> yeah. Well, even just people that are basically telling you about their bodily functions, like every possible thing, like there's nothing off limits. Sure. I, I'm, I'm concerned for those people, quite honestly. And if, and if you're one of those listening, I apologize. And you can well, write me and we can talk about it after. I don't think, I, and I, I actually think it's great that you're sharing it because I think people don't know. They just don't know, right? And, and I yeah. think we're in a time where we're learning what appropriate boundaries are in social media. We're all learning this together and we've all made mistakes, right? And we've, mm -hmm. <laughs> we've all either been too visible or invisible or everywhere in between. I think what you're talking about is like you're you're talking about what's really in alignment with you. And so organic outreach and being on Facebook is two key areas. I think that's a great, like, that's a great place. But what you're also saying is if you're going to, if you're going to work with a team or someone's going to say, do this, you know, do this special email blast, if it doesn't sound like you and if it doesn't feel like you, it's not going to work. And so alignment, totally. right. is so key. Yeah. So, so I get a lot of business from Facebook, just showing up and adding value. That's always my filter. How can I elevate the conversation? How can I add value? When I'm on here today, I want to make sure that of all the things we feel that we could be doing with our time, that we're glad that we took these moments out of our day to take an aha away, ideally a few ahas, right? So that's always my filter and that works well for me. So organic outreach and, you know, kind of the organic presence I have on social media. And then, um, and, and even just direct outreach with people. If I get a hit that I meant to work with someone, I'll just say, uh, you know, I have a strong sense we're meant to connect. I don't really know why. Would she be open to hopping on a call and we can figure out what that is? Because usually if I'm getting that hit, someone else is getting it too. You know, some people might listen to that and go, oh my God, oh, I wouldn't have the balls to do that. Well, it really, when you really genuinely mean it, it people feel that when they receive it. I've, I've never had a single person get offended and I don't do that all the time. But if I really am getting a hit, it's usually because that, that person will say to me, oh my God, I've been wanting to reach out. I was just nervous or I thought you were going to be too expensive or, you know, whatever they're going to say, right? Uh, and then, of course, speaking. So when I get out and speak, um, my voice is just my instrument for whatever reason. It's my tool. 
Uh, it doesn't mean it resonates for everyone, but there's something about speaking, uh, whether it be, well, really podcasts, telesummits, things like that, or uh, in person, mm -hmm. whether it be my own events or not, uh, I tend to do pretty well with that. The inner strategy I use, which I shared with you before we hopped on, was learning how to collapse time and space. Speaking, um, direct outreach, Facebook, but all of it being very organic. And we actually, we actually do talk about that at our sales camps. Like to have, you know, to have a prospect list, an intuitive one. Like who are you thinking about? Who's top of mind? Because if they're thinking, if you're thinking about them, they're probably thinking about you. And those are the people to call first. So you're definitely calling out something we talk about often. I want to save a little bit of time because you're an expert in, I want to make sure everyone hears this, <laughs> collapsing time and space and also giving people a pay raise. And so just a couple, you know, two to three things that you share with your clients on a regular basis that our, that our listeners can take away today? So I love collapsing time and space. We, once we know how to do something, whether it's riding a bike, whether it's, I don't know, hitting a tennis racket, whatever, we imprint that in our brain. We now know how to do it. And we imprint it into our cellular memory. So if we already know how to make 100K in 12 months, the 12 months is the only thing. It's just a construct. It's a human construct. It doesn't actually exist. It only exists because the mind decides that it exists. Mm -hmm. So if we can make 100K in 12 months, then we can make 100K every quarter. We can make it every month, every week, every hour. And, uh, and then the more we get used to things, right, and the more we realize time doesn't matter, then we can use time to be our servant rather than being a servant to time, which a lot of us get into when we have a service-based business because we tend to sell a lot of our time, even if we're leveraged, even if we have groups and stuff, there's still a certain amount of time that needs to be blocked off to serve. Uh, I'm a big, big fan. And, and people say, well, how do you do it? You literally just intend it. Okay, awesome. Isn't that cool? I just made 100K in 12 months. Now let's see if I can do that in nine months. And then that's the starting point. So that's the intention, as you mentioned around decision. I'm a big believer in that. Once you de truly decide something's going to happen, it does. And in fact, I manifest way better when I just decide something and kind of set it and forget it rather than ruminate it on it all the time. Mm -hmm. I just trust. I decide and trust. Out you go. And I just send these little thought clouds out to the universe and they come true. Uh, but that being said, I just intend it. Okay, let's see what happens. But once we know, then we can then we can do a profit map and say, okay, well, how many 10K programs would I need to sell to make 100K between now and nine months from now? How many people do I need to be in front of knowing that if I'm speaking and I convert 20% of the room, how many, what's the size of the room I need to be in and or how many rooms with this amount of people do I need to be in to reasonably convert people to this? program or this, you know, whatever digital thing I'm selling. And um, because it's actually pretty easy. Making six figures is super easy. It's only because we've decided that money has to be hard, that we have to work hard for our money, and we have to show everyone how hard we work to keep our money that yeah. keeps us in the continuum of hardship. As soon as we release hardship, then we see opportunity everywhere. We can't really see opportunity when our brain is wired for things to be hard. We only see things that are hard. So I feel like someone might be listening to us on the treadmill right now and might want to like kick the treadmill. They might be working on their first six figures or maybe they've hit the six figures and they, and you just said it's easy and they're like, not for me, right? Like they're in, they're in a story or a belief. What's your best advice yeah. for them? Surround yourself that are, with people that are thinking bigger than you, that are always expanding consciousness. So listening to Ursula's podcast, for example, all the time, truly, I'm not saying that just to plug you. There's all kinds of, of billionaires that create teaching videos on YouTube. 
because if you don't have people in your field right now, you can then still, still invite those people into your consciousness. And if you're always around small thinkers, you're going to see things small. If you're always around people that have poverty consciousness, it has to be hard. That's yeah. the only reality you can see. So you need to constantly reset your thermometer to be, you know, vibrating at the, at the level that makes sense for where you want to go. Yeah. So good. And thank you. And on that, that's a perfect segue into, please tell us about your podcast. <laughs> and then you have um, some great, you have a free gift for our listeners. And then if they're thinking about working with you or something you said resonated, like how can they get in touch with you? Well, thank you for offering. So I created the seven figure club podcast. I created it because uh, people feel like their, their first million is the hardest to make. And it ends up being so because we believe it to be so. And so I've invited on a variety of different guests and you're going to be joining us too, which I'm super excited about to give us different strategies, tactics, ways of being, ways of looking at the world that can allow us to realize that it's a real possibility. And the majority of what needs to happen to get to seven figures is internal. It's far less about external. In fact, it's way more about what you delegate, what you say no to, than it is about all of the tactics and strategies, right? Because yes. usually you just need two or three sort of core strategies, I'll say, in your business that will always be duplicatable, regardless of trends and tactics that come and go. So anyways, I want to show people what's possible. And I want to be that place where people can tap into a consciousness that maybe is where they want to be and they're not there yet. Because of course, the quicker we let that in, the, the quicker it will show up. And, um, and so on the seven figure club podcast, I do have a few different masterminds, the seven figure club. So that's for people that want to get to seven figures, the six figure club, which is teaching people at six figures, how to multiply their six figures, the five figure club, which is designed to teach people how to create consistent five figure months. And they're not exactly spiritual names, but they were names I was given. So I'm just going with them. I really like the mastermind concept. I feel like that container when you're in a group of other people and everyone's there for the same intention, ultimately, which is to expand consciousness and expand what's possible, just the container in and of itself creates so much magic. Mm -hmm. So yes, I do have one-on-one stuff too, but I think it's easier if people just go to souljourneys.ca forward slash apply, then they can have a call with me and we can actually figure out, okay, well, where are you now? Where do you want to be? And then what's, what's my best recommendation for you? Because it may not be me. I don't like to take people's money if I can't be useful to them. I like to be very useful. And just the other day, I actually turned away someone with love, right? I really was loving. I just knew I wasn't the best person for the type of business model she needed to create. And I, I just wouldn't feel good about that, right? So yeah there's occasionally times where I say, I think you should probably talk to this person. And then if you still don't get what you need, come back to me, we'll figure something out. Uh, and then as you mentioned, the freebie. So I love talking about money because we get so hung up on money. We cannot avoid the money conversation at all, ever in business, whether you're chasing vendors, whether you have to pay them, whether you're paying taxes, whether you're hiring team members, whether you're chasing people that aren't paying you, whether you have to price things, whether you have to tell someone about a price, it's just, everything is, is ultimately about money and we avoid it because we have so many triggers. So the forensic mind in me said, okay, wow, look at these cool patterns that we all seem to have. Mm -hmm. What are these blocks? What is the actual fear behind these blocks and how do we actually clear them once and for all? So that's the freebie I created. And that one is uh, souljourneys.ca forward slash money. 
That sounds so good. So I'm definitely going to go get that after we finish recording. (laughs) So go to souljourneys.ca forward slash money. Uh, I mean, that's like everyone who's listening, all my listeners all over the world, you know, you need this. So just go get it. And then if you feel the pull to play with Jennifer, go to souljourneys.ca forward slash apply. And I think it's so important. And we talk about that in our coaching company all the time. Like we're not everybody's coach, right? I mean, that's why I bring so many great people to the table and we need different coaches at different times. And so, um, I know your message is going to resonate with so many of our listeners. So, so final 30 seconds from you, Jennifer, like what do you want to leave our listeners with? Some of your magic, sprinkle it on us, sprinkle it. Okay. Well, I think going back to the making time and money your servant, you don't have to know what that is, but I like to live in the question. And what I mean by living in the question is just constantly ask the question. I don't need it to, I don't need to be the one that answers it. In fact, I can't answer it because if I knew the answer, I would already be doing it. But as soon as I ask the question and live in the question, it sends it out to the universe and the universe starts bringing me either the people or the videos or the resources or the insight to help me see, oh, here's how I can make time my servant, or here's how I can make money my servant. And uh, it actually takes away a lot of the burden because we tend to make ourselves wrong when we can't figure things out. Most of us are very smart and savvy. We, it's hard to be an entrepreneur if you don't have a certain level of insight and wisdom and savviness, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not because of smarts that we're not getting to where we want to be. It's usually because there's an energetic or mindset thing that needs to be shifted. Excellent. That's so good. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for sharing your gifts with us. And um, I'm just, I'm looking forward to being on your show as well and just getting to know you better. So thanks for being here. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. If you haven't yet, a couple of things, go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift. We have a very cool PDF for you. It's free. It's short. It's the six, six, six secrets to doubling your sales and it'll help you get back on track or help you get to that next level if you're ready to scale. Also, of course, I want to partner with you on your next event. So if you have private sales training coming up or a conference, sales conference, um, business conference, I'd love to come out and connect with you there. And you can learn more about how to book me at Ursula Mencius. I'm going to spell it. I get it. U-R-S-U-L-A-M-E-N-T-J-E-S.com. And also, because you're a podcast listener, if you haven't been out to sales camp yet, we really, really want you to come out and play. And of course, as if you've been a listener for a while, you know, we deliver those in Minnesota and San Diego. Uh, I'd love to connect with you there and email us at contact at salescoachnow.com. And we'll tell you all about a special price we have just for you because you're a podcast listener. We just had someone that we'd never met before. Um, one of our listeners from the East coast and, um, they came out to sales camp. So we'd love for you to do that as well. And finally, if you're enjoying the show, please go to iTunes, leave us a review. That helps everyone else who kind of, you know, when you're perusing the podcast world, it helps them see that it might be a fit for them as well. So definitely do that. And we thank you in advance and thank you listeners all over the world. We'd love you. If you have any questions or if there's a certain topic you want me to talk about, go to con or you can email us at contact at salescoachnow.com. And that's it for this show. Make this your most epic month yet. Thanks for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tune in next week. And until then, we'd appreciate your review on iTunes.